Welcome to the OmniTalk Fast Five, sponsored by Takeoff, the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, and Attentive. The OmniTalk Fast Five is the podcast that we hope each week makes you feel a little smarter and most importantly, a little happier too. It is October 21st, 2021. I am your host, Ann Mazinga, joined remotely by Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the top headlines making ways in the world of omnichannel retailing this week. Chris, where in the world is Chris Walton today? I know. Check me out. I am sitting in Paradise Valley, Arizona at the Mountain Shadows Resort. I'm getting set to keynote the Bureau Veritas Forum, annual forum this year. I've done it before in the past. It's my first live in-person speaking event. I've got Camelback Mountain in the back of me. If you guys are watching so on video, it's so cool. Like I'm just, I am loving life and it, it, I'm getting pumped because it reminds me of, we have a trip coming up to Las Vegas too. We're going to get out of the cold dreariness of Minneapolis winners. Oh, yeah. We're going to yes. go to the manifest forum. We're going to see 200 speakers be there with 1500 people talking retail tech and retail technology. Man, I can't wait. And if you're interested in joining us, you guys should check it out too. We'll put the, the link to the show notes if you want to register, but we're going to be there podcasting. It's going to be a who's who of technology, especially in the retail and logistics space, which as you know, Ann, it's where it's all about right now. And I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of our headlines that we talk about. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I am so looking forward to that. Even though I hate sweating in the desert, I am still of the mind that my preference is to be sweaty in a desert somewhere, whether it's Phoenix, whether it's Vegas, instead of freezing to death in Minneapolis. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people know this, people listening to the show, but Anne has an aversion to Phoenix because when we first traveled here together in 2018, I have to share this story, Anne, because oh, it's important. It was terrible. I want, I was, Anne left me waiting in the hotel lobby for like 45 minutes. And I was like, where are you? And she finally answered the phone and she's like, I'm sitting in a pool of my own sweat dying. Oh. Chris. It's too hot here. Oh I can't God. take it, but it was awful. But enough of that. Anne. let's get to that. Oh my God. Let's get to the headlines. Yes. We are going to talk in today's fast five about Instacart acquiring caper. Big news. GoPuff expanding into New York city. Best Buy testing scan and go checkout for the holidays, Walmart offering early Black Friday deals to Walmart Plus subscribers. But first, we're going to take off as we always do with big news from across the pond. Chris. Yes, and that is right. We have big, I would actually qualify that and say huge, capital H-U-G-E news this week huge. over at Tesco. Huge. huge. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, Tesco's new checkout free store in High Holborn is now live and open to the public. The store runs on Trigo's technology platform. It's the first ever fully 100% retrofitted store. And according to grocer.co.uk, is roughly 2,500 square feet. And we were talking about it. We were predicting it. Trigo made good on our prediction. I'm pretty pumped. Where does this rank in your mind? What's going oh. on with you? Yes, this is absolutely major. And we've been talking about this for a while. This particular project in London has been in the news. It's been rumored to be opening for a while, but it is finally live. And most importantly, we're finally at a point where Tesco and Trigo are showing the rest of the world what the future looks like for checkout free grocery experiences for grocers who are not named or affiliated with Amazon. Um, you know, we know, right. according to our sources, that Tesco standards and expectations in the industry are are some of the highest. So while it may seem like it was a long time coming, we know that there is just cause for this because it will be highly effective and highly convenient and anticipated by these Tesco shoppers. Chris, 
what are you thinking about it, though? I know we've been super geeked out about it. this. Yeah, time. I mean, I, I'm just going to go out and say it. I think it's the biggest announcement of the year. I mean, no joke. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's that important. Someone has finally retrofitted an existing store and opened it to the public. And it's not some hybrid shopping experience like we've seen at Giant Eagle or like I'm guessing is what's being done by Standard Cognition at Circle K, which I'm going to try to go and see how that's working if I can when I'm here. Um, this is a full-on experience. Like It's like Amazon Go. You scan your phone to enter the store. You walk in, you check out, and you pay electronically. That's the only way you can shop that. The, you know, the only, for my money, the only company that's done that on the size and scale, similar to Amazon, is now Tesco and Trigo. Right. And so kudos to Tesco. I mean, kudos to Tesco for having the balls, quite honestly, the guts to get in front of this and start with their company store and make, you know, try to do this in the way that they think is going to work for them in the long term, which is taking the retrofit approach, which not again, not even Amazon has done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I can't, I don't know about you. I can't wait to try to see this. We got to get a demo or we got to get there live. We got to get something going because this to me is the first shot heard around the world. This, I'm going to say it today at this forum. It's, it's in my speech. Computer vision technology is the summer, number, the summer one, the number one at 7 a.m. here, folks, the number one technology that's going to impact physical retail over the next 10 to 15 years. And this yeah. is proof positive. So this is big. Yeah, huge. And again, I think reiterating, this is still the exact same footprint that the Tesco shopper is used to, except now it's supercharged by this checkout free technology. And again, I think is just laying the groundwork. This is our first vision into what the future of checkout free shopping will be. So it's a high traffic store, too. It's right in the business district. Huge lunch crowd um, from what I'm told. So, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yes. Well, uh, let's, Chris, let's move on to headline number two. Headline number two is our put you on the spot question from the A&M Consumer and Retail Ooh, Group. Ooh, I love these. Yes. So this one, everybody's talking about this one. Instacart this week acquired Caper AI, the smart cart and instant checkout startup for who? $350 million. Oh. Chris, today's question comes to you from David Ritter of AM, who's ready to debate you and everyone on LinkedIn land. Uh, Dude, David, all right. David wants to know, Chris, do you think smart carts are the right investment for Instacart given their current limitations, adverse consumer reactions, and the risk of obsolescence due to the last headline of Just Walk Out Technology? Go. I think I know where David falls on that debate <laughs> by the way he positioned that question. <laughs> Shout out to him. And, and again, congratulations on him being a new father recently. But um, uh, I would say no, uh, absolutely resoundingly no. I think Instacart has 100% jumped the shark on this whole thing. I think it is Why? absolutely, I think it's absolutely insane. Paying $350 million for this tech, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And don't even get me started on the supposed B to B to C play that they're now like, you know, putting out in the media that that's why they're doing this because that to me is just marketing spin for, oh shit, retailers are getting wise to what we're doing. And so we need to put a cool spin on it. I mean, $350 million spin. That's that's like Instacart money. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. First of all, there's so many players in the computer vision space, one of whom we just mentioned, who is doing far more with that technology than Caper. And there's even other players in the smart card space. So I don't really understand what they're getting here, even Kroger with like Everseen, um, you know, doing like scan and scan and go checkout, uh, right. you know, computer vision is is essentially doing the same thing. So I don't really understand what they're buying here. And by the way, that's rolled out to like 1600 Kroger stores. <laughs> Capers in like one Kroger stores. I don't know the exact number, but it's it's not They've many. got a few stores. Yeah, but yeah, around but, the but 
Yes, but, not, but it's not many. Not it's not many. Yeah. And so like it's not at the scale of, of confidence that's other things that Kroger is in and of themselves doing. Yeah. So I don't get it. And then the point that I always make, which I agree with David, because you could tell in his question is like, it's this is the Garmin GPS of 2021 because <laughs> Trigo, Amazon Go are coming. And at the end of the day, though, th this whole need for this is going to be obsoleted. Now, and I know you kind of like I'm curious what your take is because you think they're kind of going for the operation angle here, operations yeah. angle. But well, I, I have some thoughts on that too. But I want I want you to share your thoughts first. I'm just I'm trying to understand what Instacart's strategy is here. I respect Instacart. They have a lot of smart people working there. I mean, here's the thing. Carts for Instacart shoppers can speed up the checkout process. They do still have to go through the normal checkout line. So maybe that's maybe their, like, though. maybe if these were just dedicated carts that the Instacart shoppers would come in and pick up and use to save time in the line. But and even with, you know, the argument of, yes, just walk out technology again, this is in the short term. But even with just walk out technology, they're still going to need some sort of cart option to pack and pick multiple orders at one time. If the, as long as the shoppers are human, which, again, is like highly debatable, because I think that even that stuff is starting. Yeah, they're to trying to automated. open up micro warehouses on, right. the, on the same side of their right. mouth. Like, it doesn't so make sense. So my guess is that Instacart, even though this is a huge investment, like this is this is not just like experimentation. This is a huge investment, but my guess is they're just trying to figure out, you know, what the tools and technology are that are going to complete their trying. What do they call this? Like GSAS or gas, like grocery as a service. Yeah, they need, right, a, right. They need a better acronym. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, I think that they're they're trying to, like, figure out, you know, what what that toolbox of technology is going to be that they're able to offer grocers in this larger you know, grocery store as a service strategy. And if they, if grocers are, and they've got a willing market, if grocers, do they know that they need to compete with Amazon? They think so? See, I say, I say timeout. Cause like I call bullshit on the whole operations argument too. Cause one, I think it's questionable whether that'll even happen because the technology has to work pretty damn flawlessly for that to work. And, and by the way, for it to work, you have to be plugged into the item systems, which we know about from all the work we've done with Trigo and every other company we've talked to, like that's really complicated. So you have to get those connections from the retailers. So I feel like that's really tough to get done. And then also like, what are you going to do? Give one of these to every driver. And then, oh, you're going to convince the retailers to give them to you. So you can give them even more access to your data by, you know, watching the drivers place things in their cart. I, I I just don't get this. And the only, my only big takeaway from this whole freaking story is what's well, two things. One, Instacart seems rudderless. Like it actually, like it definitely seems rudderless, everything they're doing right now. And I question the new leadership and, and, and also their ability to pull this off. Like they're not operators, they're marketers. Mm -hmm. Like, and so that's a huge thing. But my other big takeaway is kudos to Lyndon Gal, who we had on the show and Caper right. CEO. I mean, I would let that guy sell me beachfront property in Arizona because this is just, I mean, I, I'm I'm blown away by the fact that he got this valuation. Yeah, it's it is incredible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Chris. I think that I'm not like a hundred percent all in on this by any means. I'm just trying to understand like what the Instacart like menu of products is for grocers, and I think that there are still a lot of grocers out there, especially as Amazon is expanding fresh, that are going to feel like they're in a rut. And I don't think it's a long term solution, but I do think that you know being able to go to Instacart and be like, okay, I, yes, like help me do fulfillment better, help me do you know. I need I need you to like just be able to come in and plug and play something in order to compete. It's not going to work out well, but I think for the short yeah. term, that's what Instacart is banking on. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not sold at all. But anyway, let's keep going. And uh, I hope you're paying attention now because that oh, was a great conversation. Yes. 
But this next headline is brought to us by Attentive. And if you want to learn more and see why thousands of brands they have, use Attentive's SMS platform to send interactive marketing campaigns that better engage consumers and drive revenue, then, Anne, you should visit attentivemobile.com slash Omnitalk to request your demo today. All right. Well, coming off of plans last week to open up a store in New York, now, Anne, GoPuff is saying they are going to open up, they're going to attack the Northeast market and even potentially open up stores. According to Grocery Dive, GoPuff officially launched its 30-minute instant delivery service in New York on Wednesday with a footprint that includes more than a dozen micro warehouses located in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Bronx, and Queens. I think there's a fifth borough in there, but I'm not a good New Yorker. And that also includes, like I said before, an unspecified, which Anne was very keen and she's probably going to talk about this, an unspecified number of retail stores that that also offer walk-in service and fulfill delivery orders, similar to how we discussed San Francisco last week. And GoPuff just keeps puffing away here. Announcements. What are you thinking? Yes, they are going to open in Staten Island, the fifth borough, but they haven't expanded there yet. Staten Island, unfortunately, like in most cases, is last to get all of the- It's the redheaded fifth stepchild of the Manhattan (laughs) boroughs. Yeah, right. Okay, so I'll admit, first I was, I again, when you see this news, another instant delivery company, like, mm-hmm. you know, opening up a bunch of stores, how many places can one geography handle? It's like there's news coming out every day. So I was curious, you know, because I think that this is really going to be a disruptor for the the bodegas, right? Like this is yeah. changing things up for the New Yorkers who are used to walking down to the corner to get, you know, a roll of toilet paper and a pack of Mentos. So I think that, you know, when I researched, there is 8,000 bodegas in the city right now. 8,000, like confirmed bodegas. That number like can expand up depending on who you're talking to, to like 14,000 to 16,000 in, in all five boroughs. Now- in some parts of Brooklyn specifically, there are 57 bodegas, Chris, for every one grocery store. That's crazy. For, I know. It's insane. Now, what that tells me, though, is that when you put something like GoPuff in here and you are able to serve the customer who is digital savvy, who's going to yeah. order their groceries and convenience items through the app, and it's while you have that warehouse, you also have a storefront there that's able to serve the traditional bodega customer, and they can come in and order their stuff and get groceries and convenience items, key words there, yeah, two right. things that they are not currently right. able to do at the scale or with the, with the current environment of the bodegas and grocery stores. I think this is going to be really big for GoPuff. It's a huge opportunity. Yeah. I mean, and, and you have lived there. I mean, doesn't it take like 10 minutes just to get out of your high rise apartment, like just to kick the elevator down to the basement? In like, some cases, in so some the, cases, it, it seems like it's totally makes sense. Probably not in the nice apartments in New York, but yes. And and all the ones that I was living in, yes. Yeah, right, right. I'm with you, though. I mean, I'm I'm getting to the point with GoPuff where I'm either thinking this is the next big thing, like the next big thing on the scale of like Amazon 10 years down the line, Hmm. or it's going to be the biggest flame out we've ever seen. But I'm starting to be of of the, I'm taking the opinion on the former. Like I'm, I just think psychologically the need state is there for the reasons you're describing. Yeah. Um, and unlike Instacart, which we did talked about, their model isn't going to feel the pressure that Instacart and DoorDash's is from the grocers because they're doing this all themselves. They're going direct with their model. Right. And that hill of 30 minutes or less is, for things you desperately need feels like something that is defensible to me. Mm-hmm. Like even today, I was at the hotel and I'm thinking, I'm going, you know, they didn't have a mini bar. And I'm like, well, Jesus, why doesn't GoPuff just put their micro warehouses in the hotels? and service the entire community yeah. and anyone who has a quick need in the hotel that minute. Like, right. 
the, the appetite is there for people if you find the right context for when you want to do this. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm all in on this company right now. I don't know why I feel feel a little uneasy other than just like a gut feeling and some rationale that I just threw out. But <laughs> I don't know, man. And what do you think? Last word. Um, yeah, I still don't understand why we don't know which one, which stores have retail locations because apparently they're open. So I yeah, that's, that's if so somebody weird. in New York will just go around and, you know, make a day of it going to all five boroughs and checking on these uh, illustrious GoPuff warehouses that supposedly have retail storefronts and can take a picture. Ami talk would be forever in your debt. So thank yeah, we'll have to you. check it out. Maybe we Please go to NRF too, see if we can find one of these stores. Oh, you oh, bet I'd it. love to you do bet. that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, let's go into headline number four, Chris. Best Buy is piloting scan-and-go mobile checkout in select stores this holiday. And now, uh, according to Chain Storage, while the number of stores that they will be doing this in was not disclosed, the tech will work as suspected, uh, and Best Buy customers are asked to show proof of purchase on their mobile device. Just hold it up and show the Best Buy uh, employee as they ask, exit the store. Chris, I am pretty excited about this. Um, they are you? Uh, yeah, I am. I mean, I can't what, wait to hear. What do you think about this? Are you in? You can oh, go yeah. go to Best Buy and start scanning. And go. I'm dropping the three loves on this one. I love, love, love this Ooh. move, man. I love. Ooh. It makes so much sense to me. I mean, and and I love it at Best Buy too because if you think of Best Buy, I think of Best Buy as like items you need help with from a service perspective, and then also the items you know that you need when you want to go in when you're mm -hmm. when you're going in there right like it, it, they sell the same thing as everybody else and so this greatly enhances the customer experience around those types of items like i can just get in and out quickly and my favorite part of the story and which you hit on it has a controlled exit process which is yes. key to scan and go implementation so i have a feeling our friends at best buy might be listening to our show over these years <laughs> as two people that have experimented quite extensively with scan and go technology and its applications so thank you best buy for listening to us and doing this hopefully the right way i can't wait to see it quite honestly it, oh. should, it sounds really cool to me i know well we will definitely have to go check it out the headline here chris is scan and go which of course is brilliant Kudos to Best Buy for moving this forward, especially in time for holiday. But they've also given us another reason in deeper in this story to um, to use the new Best Buy app here as well to have that omnichannel oh. experience. In addition to scan and go that they can do within the app, customers can now purchase products and choose how they want to get the product. So they can have 24-7 pickup now at some stores. Like there's one here in Egan, Minnesota. I know there's one in Texas and a, a couple of other places too. But uh, Luxor One, who we've worked with in the past, they have actually, they with Best Buy have cut a hole in the store <laughs> exterior. Really? Yes. So you can now- Like in the side, like the front side of the yes. store? Yes. Oh, that's so awesome. Like, the, the Best Buy store is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I think this is the exact right thinking for Omnichannel thinking that Best Buy should be putting forward and showing customers that they are listening to them and that they are adapting the store to the customer's needs, which may be a phone charger at 2 a.m. So I want to make sure I heard this right. So you're saying they've, they've cut out a, a section of the front of their store. They've put in Correct. lockers from Luxor One, and they Correct. now can enable 24-7 curbside pickup through those lockers for anyone that needs their wares during the holiday season. Exactly. So I can order all my gifts. Oh, I can't wait to I can have this. them put in there. And, and if, yes. And if I we want to. We have one in our hometown. Up, we have right. one. We will be checking uh, it out without a doubt. I'm Egan to see Egan. All right. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I had Let's to get him out of here. All right. Number five. Number five. Walmart plans to give. Oh, this is great. God, this is going to be so much fun. Headline number five is that Walmart plans to give Walmart plus subscribers early access to deals. 
Yes, you heard it here first, folks. All you lucky unnamed number of Walmart Plus subscribers, all five of you, most likely, you can start shopping your deals up to four hours early across three different deal days Walmart has planned for November. Ooh, are you guys getting excited? And I'm so excited. Uh, not. No. Uh, and you can probably tell by how, by how I just read that headline what I think of this announcement. But can you take me? Can you can you take me off the ledge? What are you thinking? Oh my here? god, this is like the least exciting OmniTalk Fast Five of all time. We're like, so basically, we're telling you our opinions in the reads of the headlines. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, right. um, you know, Chris, I'd still rather have a discounted Sam's Club membership than uh, early access yeah, to no deals kidding, at Walmart. Right? Um, this, this feels like a perk that's a given. Like I should just, if I have the Walmart app, I should be able to get access to early deals. Like I just, I just feel like this is a baseline loyalty perk. This is not something that as a customer, I am incentivized to pay $12.99 a month for whatever. So if you have the Walmart app, I want to make sure you said, I heard that right. So if you just have the Walmart app, you should have access to these deals. In my opinion, in in my opinion. opinion, Yes. Like I think the value of knowing me as a consumer and my purchase behavior, like is much more valuable to Walmart than, you know, the 10 people, like you said, who are Walmart plus member. Like, I just, I think that they, they still need to give me something more to be incentivized to join this Walmart plus program. We still haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, I, so you're where I am. You're not taking me off the ledge. I mean, this, I'm not, this announcement sorry. brings, this announcement brings me back to my, some of my horrific memories when Target's channels were separate and there were digital merchants and store merchants. And, and I'd be on the digital team with my counterparts and we'd go into these meetings for holiday planning with like the, the store side of the business. And we'd have all these like cool ideas and not, they would not want to do any of them. And then it's like, somebody would say like, you know, what's cool. Like airport airplane loyalty programs. Like, you know, we can give them like access to early boarding. What's the equivalent of that for us? Well, it's, it's early deals. Yeah. And somebody says that. And then like the executive who knows nothing about digital, like comes on and goes, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And I outrank everybody. That's like exactly how I feel like this conversation probably went down at Walmart. I because hate their it, voices. So I can already tell that the idea right, is terrible. Right. right. The voices I just did. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like it's, it's just so unimaginative. Walmart Plus has been on the on the docket now for a year, a year mm-hmm. plus. I think it rolled out last September. Yeah. I mean, they've made no, they've done nothing with this. Absolutely nothing. I'd like you said, I'd love to see them go a little bolder. We've talked about the Sam's Club membership. A base membership is $49. You get a hundred bucks for the Walmart Plus. You throw that in there. You get people, you get the flywheel moving, you get people in the Sam's Club who probably weren't there before. You get them interacting with your properties more often. Just much more compelling. And then, like, what the hell are you going to do with this? Like, okay, you're going to give deals early. Well, if you run out of those, you're going to piss off customers, Mm -hmm. right? You're probably going to, if anybody signs up, it's just to poach the deals. So then that's a problem long-term in your financials and your statements once you have to start talking about that. So I just... I don't get this at all. I think it's just another Walmart is in Walmart. We haven't said something nice about Walmart in a long time. And we're not against it, by the way, because we have lauded them quite a bit, especially when they rolled this out. But like, I just I'm I'm just not feeling anything from them right now. Are you in? Uh, no, it's going to take a little something more. I don't know what that is. So I'm not offering you any solutions, Walmart listeners, which we will work on. But other than the Sam's Club membership. But uh, but oh, hold hold on. I think they I mean, hold on. Right. Real, I mean, I think they could even do things like where they're testing their healthcare pods. They could use Walmart Plus in in, in how they're like trying to attract people with discounts there, like get people into the stores like open. There's so many cool things you could do here. Andy. Yeah. Or you just need somebody imaginative to run this program, in right. my opinion. 
Right. Well, sorry, I'm done with my rant. Okay. Well, I was told I was salty last week, but this week I'm the Dead Sea Ant. Oh my God. It's let's get, let's get everybody out of here. I don't want anybody to have to endure any more of this. And we'd like to keep your (laughs) blood pressure at a low and acceptable level at the altitudes. A post stroke level. Yes. (laughs) Altitude. I'm in Arizona. I'm like at Dead Sea level. I don't know. I'm like Death Valley over here. Like the lowest place on earth. I just am imagining you like hiking Camelback or something (laughs) later today. I don't want, I want, you to like make it Me hiking not gonna happen not yeah, gonna happen ever. all right fair, let's see the lightning round. all right chris first question albertson's is now offering wine education as part of its additional training for their associates as a former target store manager what do you think of this move and also what ri- wine would you recommend with a log of chev that i plan on consuming as my dinner tonight <laughs> A log of Chev. I'm assuming that's the cheese, right? Yes, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like the move. I think it's cool. And and I always drink my Chev with a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, gross. <laughs> and, and Macy said this week, it plans to bring back Santa Claus, albeit a contactless one. Is that a good move? Oh my God. I will go on record saying Santa visits always should have been and from the beginning of time and going forward, regardless of a pandemic, should always be contactless. I mean, seriously, you can't find people to work at McDonald's right now. And now you want to tell me that somebody's somebody that you trust to have your kids sit on their lap in an old suit. Like, no, 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 no. Contactless Santa all the way. Uh, and with face shields too. Yes. Right? Oh my God. Just shield. The whole body could be shielded. Um, Chris, according to Bloomberg, gift cards will make up 40% of shoppers holiday purchases this year. If someone were to put a gift card under your tree this year, what would you want? Oh, that's a good question. I would say Lego gift cards. You know why, Anne? Because they just released a new Titanic Lego. It's the biggest Lego set of all time. It's like $600. I've almost, I almost plunked it down, but I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to bring six, spend $600 on a Lego, but you know. Oh my God. We wouldn't see you for like a whole three days or something. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. It'd probably take me like six months to build. All right. And Target is, final question. Target is doubling down on its number of Apple shopping shops in stores. How much impact do you think this will have on their financials? Uh, Chris, I don't think this is going to rock anyone to their core. That was a dad joke for you. Oh, that was, that was, that was good. That was a good try. Yeah, uh, nice. This is not going to make an impact in my opinion until they're chain wide and you can do more there like repairs and, you know, skip the mall trip to the Apple store altogether. So meh. yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like they they were at 17 stores. They're doubling it. Like yeah. Target has 2000 stores. I always think it's so funny when the financial community doesn't put that in perspective and it gets so much press that it does. All right, let's get out of here on this happy birthday today to everyone's favorite flea bag of a priest, Ooh. Andrew Scott. Yep. Yeah. You like that one? Don't yep. you? The late princess Leia, Carrie Fisher and Kim Kardashian, who believe it or not, if you didn't feel old enough already listening to this podcast with all the dad jokes we're going around, Kim Kardashian turns a big 41 today. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And it fits all within the preview pane of your inbox. Yes, we tried very, very hard to do that. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks as always for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast and on YouTube. And of course, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you with the help and support of the AM Consumer and Retail Group. The AM Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. 
CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com. And Attentive. See why thousands of brands use Attentive's SMS platform to send interactive marketing campaigns that can better engage consumers and drive revenue. Visit attentivemobile.com slash Omnitalk to request your demo today.